One, two, three, four. This, my dear friends, is the Chofta. Do you want some more? Podcast with Haji Mike. Culture, music, politics, football, life. Chuftians, I'm back. Slightly delayed, I'm really sorry. It was very difficult to uh, make a chofta from Jamaica. There was so much going on. I had a wonderful time there. And, um, yeah, the eight days just went one by one by one. And then the next thing you know, you're on a flight back to London. So much happened during that week. So many good good vibes. Um, Jamaica is truly an amazing place. And uh, I hope to return there again someday, soon. The uh, return to London was um, equally um, uh, surprising, thanks to my dear friend, Banos Mr. Giffy Ferlas, who um, quite quite um, spontaneously took me to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And it's the first time I've been to this great new stadium. Um, 70,000 people uh, feeling pretty disgruntled as well, I think, from the result. But the atmosphere was amazing. Uh, but on my return to Cyprus, after one or two days, I caught the dreaded Rona, right? And I don't know where I got Rona from, but um, I suppose the number one candidate might be the stadium. You never know. Because there was a lot of um, cussing and uh, swearing going on, a lot of people shouting and a lot of things in the air. So I spent a week or so getting over that. Um, which also delayed the chofta, but um, gave me a lot of time to think about things as well. And one of, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot this week is language. Language is is such a gift. You know, I always um, admire people who speak more than one language because they can go to different places and just get off the airplane and communicate. And I think knowing languages is a major asset. And I'll always respect people who who speak more than one language. Um, When I was growing up, I wouldn't say that was um, seen as an asset in in the sense of British society. Uh, I think my my mother tongue um, was um, sort of looked down upon. Um, And at times you you did feel like you was living in two completely different worlds because school was very different to Greek school. Um, just the the approach to teaching was completely different. And Greek school was always um, a sort of Saturday thing. And I hated it because of that. But nevertheless, as, as I grew older and wiser, I started to realise that it was good to learn Um Greek from from birth, and also it was it was good to learn English out of necessity being in England. So I never felt this conflict uh, 
which a lot of academics at the time went on about as a kind of bicultural panic. Um, and <clears throat> I saw it more as um, I'm richer in a way because I speak two languages. And that, that was reflected a lot in my music and still is. And when I started uh, recording uh, as Haji Mike after about 1990, uh, I did a lot of, you know, a lot of my early material was in this language that I call Vragamuffin or Gringlish, um, or Vragamuffin and Gringlish, because the Vragamuffin was more to do with the hybrid of the music, but the Gringlish was more to do with the slang that we spoke informally amongst ourselves as second, third generation Greek Cypriots. And I started to uh, develop this um, Haji lingua, if you like, and put it onto wax and, you know, with uh, mixed effects. Um, I think that the first song I did was called Asta. <clears throat> and that was like that, and that was made in 1990. Um, but as I sort of moved on and started working with different people and especially after I started working with one of my main men musical mentors um, Zaharias Sugar Haji Shagali who sadly passed away and I miss him very dearly uh, when I started working with Sugar I started thinking about this a lot more consciously and also he was thinking a lot more consciously about the music and he did a, a wonderful job of, of those songs um, and it, it was um, it was a really interesting time because we could experiment as much as we wanted. But what I found was when I was playing at home, you know, gigs gigs around Haringey and North London, and generally, you know, within the community context that I'd grown up in, um, people were going crazy about it. But when I was playing away to mainly um, English people or predominantly English people, um, there was this kind of hostility that I just, you know, I don't know. Um, at the time, I, I started thinking, I don't understand it really, because these people dance the salsa and they, and they don't um, complain about it being in Spanish. And, and um, this, this was even amongst sort of world music uh, um, events that I played at. And sometimes it, it got quite um, it, even hostile. <laughs> it was a strange thing, really. But it was one occasion, just to show you how out of, out of the most bitter experience can come the sweetest joy and, and the sweetest music. Um, me and Sugar drove up the um, M1 and did this concert in Birmingham. It was a world music event um, combined with... Um, a band, I think they were playing more like acid, acid jazz, funk. I can't remember the name of the place. I can't remember the band, but it was, it was a very good, good gig in terms of, of its organization. And it, you know, um, it was well paid and stuff like that. So we went up the M1, got to the venue and suddenly realized that the venue was quite huge. So it was a bit of a, bit of a, you know, a culture shock thinking that. Six, seven hundred people are going to come to see Haji Mike and Sugar in Birmingham. But we started to realize that it was a Saturday night as well. We started to realize that this wasn't going to be a very well attended gig. And what we had there was a bunch of uh, very loud 
um, English-speaking people who were totally off their heads on on drink, and it was a Saturday night. And and there wasn't many people there, you know, there was probably about 50 people or something, and it looked a bit, um, well, certainly it looked empty because it was a big hall, but we tried to do our thing. And the minute, the minute I got on stage and started doing my MCing with my with my Gringlish Fragamuffin concoction, it, it was always, ah, what's this mumbo-jumbo, you know, get him off the stage and, you know. And I, I felt quite um, wound up about it. And and Sugar took it all very coolly, as he as he did with any kind of situation of conflict, and um, he just started swearing back at them on the microphone in the most broad Cypriot dialect, and it was quite fun really, because when they were when they were swearing at us, we we swore back at them, and, and they didn't really understand what we were saying, <laughs> and so it was quite fun doing the gig. We had a great time, and during the break, we went backstage, um, and the and the changing rooms or the backstage was actually uh, it, it felt like this was in in an old school, so it was like these very antiquated um, school toilets um, with with those low sinks and low toilets and stuff like. That. So we was in this really old school, uh, and. Um, um sugar just started this little riff and and this in in a very redneck accent as well and he he was playing on a bazooka and he was going down 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 and i i just said to him and we both laughed our heads off about it because out of that pain that we'd experienced in the first part of the gig came really the most hilarious song I've ever written in my life. And I, I don't think I'll ever write another song like that. And I find it extremely difficult to perform it these days because it it, it just carries that memory of me and Sugar backstage after this very hostile gig in Birmingham. So um, language is such a powerful thing, you know, and, and much later on it became the song. You know, about six months later we... We completed it, and and Jikos was the the fourth song in that series of what would eventually be five songs, but the the last one doesn't really count because it was When Cyprus Becomes One, which was an ambient poem. But the four songs in the series were um, Stavrulla Musigi, Vragaman, and Jikos, and Jikos was the one that um, reached the pinnacle, shall I say. And a lot of people think it's just a stupid song. It's just a tongue-in-cheek song about a British Cypriot getting on a diplogambinon and lighting his barbecue and going to Jikos. It's actually about a lot of other things, like like the audacity of um, the Eurovision Song Contest and how it's seen as the pinnacle in Cyprus when it's just a joke and a fix especially in terms of how people were selected in Cyprus, which I came to realise much later. But it, it, it's, it's interesting that most of the people that, that um, I bump into and remind me of this song have got really addicted to it and say it's my best ever song. Um, when I tell them the actual story of how it came about, they don't believe me. It, it came from a situation of serious pain, 
and serious um, hostility. And out of that pain and suffering came something so hilarious. So you just have to laugh with your pain, Choftins. Chikos, my friends, remains one of our finest moments as that combination of Haji Mike and Sugar.
έφερε στα κάσμονα με τη φοβού.